Welcome to our podcast from the Sisters of St. Francis Foundation. The Foundation is the fundraising arm of the Sisters of St. Francis of Philadelphia. We've done a series of interviews concerning the Sisters' retirement. The Sisters' retirement will be the beneficiary of our upcoming inaugural event, Franciscan Night. I'm here today with Sister Joan Dreisbach a resident at Assisi House, the retirement home for the sisters in Aston, Pennsylvania. Sister Joan formerly worked as a nurse and a hospital administrator. Thank you for speaking with me today, Sister Joan. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. When did you come to Assisi House? I came to Assisi House on June 15, 2015, when I was, and I am, eight, uh, 86 years old. I uh, came primarily because of short-term memory problems. I had volunteered at a sissy house during the summers of 2013 and th 2014. What was your ministry prior to coming to a sissy house? My ministry was in, in health care for 40 years. I spent several years as an instructor in obstetrics for the nursing school and six years and then as the director of the nursing school. That was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Okay. And then I became the coordinator of our hospitals as a staff member of our Superior General and Council. So after six years in that capacity, I became the administrator of St. Joseph's Hospital in Lancaster. Most of my nursing experience was in Lancaster. As a former nurse and hospital administrator, how do you find the care at a sissy house? I find the care here to be basically very good. Each department, physicians, nursing, dietary activities, physical therapy, and pastoral care give very fine care in a very personal way and in a very integrated way. How was the transition from your previous situation, both living and being in ministry, and how long did it take you to adjust? Well, the atmosphere here is very positive. There's a lot of laughter, thank yous and pleases, and the schedule here allows for individual preferences as well as community gatherings. So it really didn't take me very long to adjust to the, to the new scenario. We come together to pray for each other and for all our sisters living and deceased, as well as those who have asked for our prayers. Daily Mass, morning and evening prayer, in addition to special feast day celebrations, helps us to pray for everyone. What did you find helped you the most to adjust to your new living situation? Well, I, I think, uh, Sharon, that it was uh, a situation where I was returning to the mode of, of uh, living uh, as we were novices and, and early professed where, for instance, in the hospital, we had many sisters, like 30 uh, would be there. And so it was like returning to that kind of mode rather than an individual or, you know, just a duo. But I do find the care there very positive, and I, I think it's a very prayerful attitude and also a very, 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 uh, the aides probably are the ones who add the most laughter. <laughs> what kinds of things do you do during the day? Okay, well, I, I usually get up around 6.30, and uh, I uh, pray for a little bit. Then I go into the, the dining room for uh, breakfast. And they serve breakfast to our sisters there. 
from 7.30 to 9, which makes it very nice because, you, you know, if you're a late sleeper, you can sleep in. <laughs> and, and then after that, if the weather is good, I get out on the road here to walk for an hour. And if the weather's not good, I walk inside. And, okay. you know, it's just very easy to, because it's all on one floor, so you can just, you know. So, and then after that, depending on what activity might be held that day. For example, today was Stations of the Cross at 10 o'clock. So I would go to that service and so forth. And then I also read the Philadelphia Inquirer. We get two papers in each of our units, and I really like to know, know what's going on. Well, then it's almost time for Mass and, and morning prayer, which Mass is at 11, and morning prayer is follows. And then we go right into the dining room for lunch. Because of all the wheelchairs and needs of people, it's better to have um, a couple of the activities together. So uh, we have dinner then, and then um, in the afternoon, uh, it would be uh, something that might be scheduled uh, for um, activities. Groups come in and play instruments and dancing and so forth and so on. And other times it's making wreaths for the doors and whatever. Now, I really don't participate in that part of it too much because I have a friend, a very close friend, who is in a very, um, well, she's she's not doing well here at Assisi House. Her name is Sister Eleanor Augustine. And she is a, a marvelous person. In fact, she taught chemistry for 36 years in, in Newman. Oh. Yeah. But, so college uh, level. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh wow. And uh, she's just a, a beautiful person. So I try to spend as much time as I can with her. However, um, I'm always available for what else is going on in a, a, a sissy house. Sounds like you have a pretty full day. I do. And the thing is that I, I, I'm a note taker and a, and a note writer. So I, you know, often have situations where th- three or four birthdays are coming up, and mm-hmm. and then I read a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, that keeps you going every that day. Does. Um, a sissy house has been said to be a powerhouse of prayer. What does that mean? Well, I think that means that we're very conscious of the needs of the world, actually, and especially the needs of the United States. Uh, you know, right now, of course, we're all concerned about the elections. And so we're praying for that. But we also pray for anybody who calls in and says they would like us to pray for them. There is a book that we can list those people. And and then very often we just say, for everyone who needs prayers. Well, there's a lot of us who need it. That's right. uh, It's very great that we have the sisters praying for us. What is special to you about a sissy house? Well, I was thinking about this, and I, I think there's two things. One is this the sense of community. You know, I mean, we have, what, 80 sisters there at, at times. And we're all in tune with whatever anybody else needs. So the sense of community is very strong. And it's very, um, uh, what shall I say, helpful to individuals there. But I also think that the fact that the Assisi House is on the properties of the Mother House, right across the street, and then the uh, university, you know, we don't feel like we're alone. Mm-hmm. And very often, uh, like for instance, if there's an uh, evening program with a spiritual center or so forth, I can walk over there. Uh, somebody will bring me back if it's late, you know, into the evening. 
and then we see the students come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we know when when they're on break because there's no cars hardly. <laughs> and uh, so it, 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 we fit we fit into the schema of the congregation. Is there anything you would like to tell anyone listening to this interview about Assisi House? Well, as I said, I think that we're very blessed to have a sissy house. We know some religious organizations who have no place for residential care. And they either are asking their families to take them, or they'll ask to, for instance, we've had poor Claire's at sissy house. So if we can, we help out, not, not on a broad base, but, you know, just individual situations. And the care is, is very good. And that is the message I would like to get, that we're very, very happy that we have a sissy house. And we know the generosity of our families and our friends and former students and nursing students and so forth. You know, we know that they contribute to that project. You said that um, you used to teach nursing students and everything. Do any of them get a chance to come visit? Well, I've, I have only been here, you know, what is nine months, so um, I haven't had anybody, but just recently I did receive a notification that one of the students says, I live in Delaware and now I know where I can find you, oh. so I hope that, you know, she gets in touch. But I, I, I get so much mail from the former uh, places where I've been, uh, Lincroft, New Jersey, you know, I, I, after my uh, experience in healthcare. I asked if I could get into the spiritual mode of, of people. So I was 20 years after the, after the experiences in healthcare. I was at uh, uh, St. Leo's Parish in Lincroft, New Jersey for 20 years. Well, maybe what will happen is some people will hear your interview and try to get in touch with you now, mm-hmm. now that they know where you are. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Joan, for joining me today. And thank you, our devoted listeners, for joining us on this walk with the sisters. This is the last of the interviews we've done regarding the sisters' retirement. The other interviews are still available and can be accessed through our website, www.osfphila.org. Click on the image of the Franciscan Night Invitation at the bottom of the home page, and a link will be available at the bottom of that page to the interviews. And while you're at it, check out the information about our inaugural event, the Franciscan Night, which will be conducted this coming Saturday, April 16th, at Our Lady of Angels Convent 609 South Convent Road, Aston, Pennsylvania. There is still time to register, and we'd love to have you attend. This event will benefit the Sisters' Retirement. If you cannot attend, we'd very much appreciate your support of the Sisters' Retirement by making a donation, which can also be done on our website. I'm Sharon Tracy for the Sisters of St. Francis Foundation, wishing you peace and all good.